Today on the Wired Homeschool, I'll be sharing 10 internet safety tips for teens and tweens. That's coming up today on the Wired Homeschool. Hello and welcome to the Wired Homeschool. I'm your host, John Wilkerson, bringing you tech, tools, and tips for homeschooling a digital generation. And today I will be sharing with you those safety tips. But before I do that, I wanted to thank my patrons, my patrons who have always got my back. I really appreciate it. They have been supporting me for quite a while now, and it is just unbelievable the amount of support that I get from them. I cannot thank them enough. Truly, honestly, I cannot thank them enough because they help the podcast keep going and going and going, like kind of like the Energizer Bunny. You know what I mean? And uh, man, it's just wonderful that they see value in this podcast and they put up with me, <laughs> put up with me missing episodes. I mean, they're paying by the month, basically. They're supporting me by the month. And I don't always put out an episode every week. So big, huge thanks to Winston Crutchfield, Matt Kamla, Lori Silsby, and Aaron Huey for their continued support. If you'd like to find out ways that you can support the podcast, head on over to thewiredhomeschool.com slash support. All right, so 10 internet safety tips for teens and tweens. You know, sometimes being on the internet is like driving into oncoming traffic. It's bad enough that there are potholes, reckless drivers, and traffic jams to deal with when making your way down the information superhighway. Do I get bonus points for that 90s tech reference? But if you're not careful... You and your kids can inadvertently swerve into oncoming traffic. So I want to share 10 internet safety tips that will keep you and your kids safe on your digital drive down the information superhighway. Number one is to think before you post. Adults, I think, can benefit from this as well. And especially right now during this election cycle. We're seeing a lot of people that are posting things and saying things that just are quite evident that they didn't think before they posted it. I don't want to say that it's stupid or idiotic or anything like that, but they didn't think about who would be reading the post and who would be affected by the post when they made it. It's important that we share with our kids that we need to think before we post something online. Number two is to respect other people online and to avoid gossip. There is a lack of respect among people when it comes to talking about political ideas or social policies or whatever the case may be. I've been guilty of not respecting the other person on the other end of a comment And I've also been guilty of 
sharing gossip as well online. It's amazing how easy it is for us to slip into this. So let's make sure we're being respectful of other people and avoiding gossip. By the way, I just want to let you know that these 10 tips are coming from an infographic from You Know Kids. There'll be a link in the show notes over at thewiredhomeschool.com slash 202, where you can see this infographic and get a link back to their original article. Number three, this is important for your kids, is they should be asking for permission before they meet online friends. If this is someone that they have met online and they don't know them in person, and the only interactions that they've had with them is online, then they should be getting permission from you before you, before they meet that person. This is so important because of the, the way it's so easy to just pretend to be someone you're not. And I think especially younger kids who were just getting started with social media, when they're starting out and the only, only interactions they have are with their friends and someone kind of slips in and next thing you know, they're having a conversation with someone they've never met in person. So this is important for our kids to get permission before they meet online friends in person. Number four, don't feed the cyber bullies. Block the sender, ignore mean messages, and if necessary, file a report with the website or the police. It is so easy for someone who's a bully to go over the top with the bullying. And especially now with, if your kid's got a smartphone, they have it with them all the time. And it's possible for them to be constantly barraged by insults and negative comments from someone. And I think sometimes we think that because we homeschool we're sheltering our kids or protecting our kids from this. I'm sure the odds of it happening are lower, but I can't say definitively that this is something that never happens with homeschoolers. And I think we need to be aware of that. Number five, we need to speak up if we see someone getting bullied. Maybe our kids have a friend in public school and they're being bullied. They need to speak up when they see that. They need to speak up and let those, let a parent know that, hey, this is happening and they've been hiding it from you because they're embarrassed or, or whatever the case may be. They need to speak up if they see someone getting bullied. It's very, very important that they do that. They may feel like, well, I don't want to get my friend in trouble because they weren't supposed to be chatting with that person to begin with, and now they are, and they're going to get in trouble, and, but they're being bullied. This can go on and on and on. It is so important that they speak up when they see something. I don't want to go so far as to use that old slogan, see something, say something, but definitely when it comes to bullying, there needs to be some kind of accountability, and there needs to be some kind of reporting when that goes on. Number six, your kids need to clean up their profile and eliminate any pages of things that are too personal 
embarrassing and especially illegal. Now, hopefully our kids aren't getting involved in illegal activity, which would be drinking and drugs, but you never know as they get older, they might. They need, but most importantly, I think things that are too personal or embarrassing. We always talk to our kids who are on social media and we tell them, hey, you need to get permission from us before you post pictures of any of the other kids in the family. And we're very cautious about the pictures that we post online about our family. So we expect our kids to be the same way. Making sure that this private information isn't there. It's not too personal or embarrassing. We don't embarrass our kids online. We don't put pictures of them or share things that would embarrass them online. And they shouldn't be doing, they shouldn't be doing that either about their siblings or themselves. Number seven, they should use privacy settings. Whatever privacy settings are available, whether it's to make a profile private or to limit who can view a particular posts, your kids need to be aware of the privacy settings that are on those social media tools that they're using, and they should make use of them. Number seven, they should pay attention to what others post about them online. So if they see something online, if someone posts a picture that's unflattering or is being used to demean them or whatever, they need to make sure that they let someone know. The parents of the child who did that let you know that they did it, what happened. They need to make sure that if other people are posting about them online, that it's not negative. Now, that's not to say that our kids don't ever do anything negative or untoward or whatever the case may be, but we don't want those things showing up online. The things that happen in private don't need to be shared in public. Number nine, they need to keep adults in the loop all the time. They need to tell them when they add new sites, new friends, or see something that's suspicious or harmful. I think this is the biggest thing for me is parents aren't aware of what their kids are doing online. When you ask them, hey, do you know what your child posted the other day on Facebook? They'll say, I don't know. I mean, I don't really keep track of what they do. Or do you know what they're doing on Snapchat or WhatsApp or whatever other app that they're using right now? No, no idea. Do you know who they're friends with? Do you know they're friends with this person? Oh, I didn't know that. Do you know they're following this page of this person who's crude and rude? No, they didn't know that. So it's important that kids keep their parents in the loop and parents stay in the loop. Okay? This is just as much a responsibility of the parents as it is anything else to make sure that they're in the, in the loop. And number 10, the final one is... Your teens and tweens need to use their voice for good. Use social media to do something productive for you or a cause. In other words, sharing things, liking things that are positive, uplifting, encouraging. This is so important today. It's very easy for us to join the crowd and become negative. I've done it before. Other folks have done it before. And instead, we need to think about what are the good things that we can 
put forth through our social media profiles? What can we do that brings attention to a certain issue? And I think drawing attention to certain issues is good, but at the same time, we also need to make sure that we're able to do something besides just making others aware of something. Sometimes awareness is the only thing that you can do because you're not in a position to do something else about it, and that's a start. But if at all possible, our kids should go and do as well. So those are those 10 items. I'll go over them again. Number one, think before you post. Number two, respect others online and avoid gossip. Number three, ask for permission before you meet online friends in person. Number four, don't feed cyber bullies. Block the sender. Ignore mean messages. File a report with the website or police. Number five, speak up if you see someone getting bullied. Number six, clean up your profile by eliminating things that are personal, embarrassing, or illegal. Number seven, use privacy settings. Number eight, monitor what others post about you. Number nine, keep adults in the loop. And number 10, use your voice for good. Okay, I wanted to share a little bit, got a few minutes here, and share with you <laughs> the saga that has gone on in the last week. And just, just briefly, we were without water in my house for six days, pretty much. We're still not, water's still not fully restored. We have water, but it's not drinkable, and we can't really do laundry with it or anything like that. We're waiting for it to clear up. But I spent a good portion of last week in a hole <laughs> trying to uh, resolve our water issue because we're on a well. We don't get city or county water where I am, and so we had to deal with that. If you're interested in that, there'll be a link in the show notes. If you're interested in the full story, you can go over to thewiredhomeschool.com slash 202 and check out the show notes where I talk about that a little bit more. It was quite an adventure, to say the least. And we're not out of the woods yet. We're still working on it, but we're grateful for friends, family, and our church for helping us out during this. It's nice to have a support group around you that can help you deal with it. And we are, uh, we're very grateful for those people. It makes me uh, very emotional when I have to talk about it. Well, that's going to do it for this week. Uh, once again, thank you everyone for your support. Just want to remind you that the Wide Homeschool is a proud member of the Tech Podcast Network. And for more family friendly tech podcasts, you can visit techpodcast.com. Music for the podcast is provided by Kevin McLeod over at incompetech.com. As always, I want to encourage you to subscribe to the podcast. If you're on iTunes, head on over to the wiredhomeschool.com slash iTunes and subscribe. That's it. My name is John Wilkerson. You've been listening to The Wired Homeschool. Thanks for listening. Thanks for sticking me in your ears. Let's go out there, get your homeschools wired. Wired.